Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, we will be diving into a brand called Wallaby Windows. And with me today, I have Scott Marr, who is the founder and CEO of Wallaby Windows, and Ben Rickford, the Director of Franchise Development. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you, Stacey. Excited to talk with you. Yeah, my pleasure. So Wallaby Windows, this is a brand new brand. You are securing your very first franchisee. Um, So Scott, as the founder and CEO, tell us a little bit about yourself and how Wallaby Windows came about. Sure, Stacey. I'd be be happy to uh, happy to share that with you. So, uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Uh, started my first business when I was in high school, when I was 15 years old, and uh, had to have it was a mobile service business. Had to have a friend that that had a driver's license to uh, to drive us around because I didn't have one at the time. And uh, so, fast forward, uh, ended up uh, you know graduating from high school in 2007 and continued on with that same business and scaled it into a, uh, a corporate, an all-corporate company. We were in five states, had over 100 team members, and uh, we had several hundred clients at that point. And uh, after scaling that for a few years on my own, I segued into franchising, realizing the enormous potential of, uh, of building a franchise system and harnessing the power of of others, you know, in uh, in their respective markets, and so ended up scaling that business into uh, a large national business uh, through franchising, and uh, really realizing during that time that franchising was something that uh, that I really enjoyed, something I was very passionate about, and um, and and so then I uh, I ended up starting Koala Insulation in 2018 in the home services space and thought that koala was going to be my last business and in fact i said koala was going to be my my last uh my last business and then i was going to do something more you know more local and 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 less national and uh and and then here we are with wallaby windows uh just a a few years later um and uh wallaby wallaby came up because uh, you know, we're in the home services space already. We actually have a lot of customers that ask for referrals uh, to other companies and, and windows and doors uh, really came up quite frequently um, as, a, as a referral request from our customers. And because we're dealing with the building envelope uh, in, in a home or a building, uh, windows are part of that same building envelope. And so it just made a lot of sense for us to uh, to expand into a window and door replacement concept, we feel like that the market is uh, is ripe for another uh, fresh brand in the space, and uh, and then also it just really goes along with uh, with our common thesis of delivering efficiency and improving comfort for uh, for the home or building owner. Wow, what an incredible history! Um, you know, Scott, I I. Love the introduction to Koala. What I think is really important to impress, given, you know, Wallaby is an emerging brand, but Koala, you have hundreds of locations for Koala throughout the United States today, correct? 
Correct. Yeah, we are we are just shy of 400 territories awarded with Koala, uh, spanning 100 and we're very close to 130 franchise partners at this point. So huge success. So I, you know, it's I love a good entrepreneur story. So, um, you know, it's interesting. You thought you were done after Koala, but here we are with Wallaby Windows. Uh, so, Ben, why don't we dive into exactly what Wallaby is and perhaps, you know, how you, you might be different from other uh, window businesses out there? Yeah, happy to. You know, really the, the core focus for Wallaby Windows is door and window replacement, right? Window replacement is kind of our core focus of our business. And then the doors are a great add-on for our franchise partners. You're already in the home with the customer, meeting with them, discussing that opportunity. And then on the way out, you're going to be walking right, right, you know, right out that, uh, that entry door or maybe the backsliding last door, whatever that may be. We have a solution there for the customer to tack onto it. So that is going to be our core focus, both on the B2C, residential retrofitting is really, you know, the day-to-day, the, -day, the core focus for our franchise partners, but there's also a ton of opportunity in the B2B space, and we have offerings there as well. So multiple revenue streams for them, very, very exciting there. Um, when we talk about differentiation, right, and, and how we're different than other window companies, really, you know, when you look at the window space in general, I mean, this is a massive market. We talk about that all the time. It's a $31 billion industry space, grows 5% year over year, so a ton of opportunity. Primarily, it's fragmented, unsophisticated, you know, the mom and pops, right, in a competition sense. And then there's the major players, you know, that everybody's heard of, right, the, the large national uh, brands that are in most markets. So, but we found, and kind of from our experience uh, with our flagship location and what we've seen is the, the home service space in general, and this kind of goes back to our learnings with Koala, is really lacking when it comes to the customer experience. And I'm sure you have that story. We talk to people every day that have had some horror stories and, you know, it's just always lacking and, and leaving uh, people wanting for more. And we've come in with a really first class, we always talk about we're obsessed with the customer experience, the customer service. You know, that is going to be our core focus is from top to bottom, how we treat the customer from the time that we, you know, time that we target them with, uh, you know, marketing and they call into our contact center. They're going to meet a first class experience there with our customer service representatives. They're going to book that consultation for our franchise partners. They're going to go there and give them a incredible, you know, no pressure sales approach. We take them through options, really consultation uh, is the focus there. And then from there, they're passed off to our operations manager, who's going to oversee the quality control of the process, right? So from top to bottom, from the time that we meet with them to the time that we do final inspection, we want to make sure that they feel supported and they have that trust in Wallaby and what we provide. So that is really our core focus and, um, you know, I would say our, our main differentiator, so to speak. So who is your ideal candidate? Um, you know, so Scott, I imagine that you, well, I'm guessing perhaps you weren't an expert in the window industry, um, you know, prior to uh, this business, but it does somebody need to have experience in this area to successfully own and operate a Wallaby Windows or what type of skill set are you looking for with your your candidates? Sure. So we didn't have window and door experience whenever we started Wallaby uh, and, and neither did we have insulation experience when we started Koala. So uh, we had to, you know, we had to learn 
the, the services for both of these businesses. And uh, so, so as far as a candidate uh, is concerned, no prior window and door uh, replacement experience is required. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll train, and that's obviously one of the many benefits of of being part of a franchise system is uh, is getting the training from the franchisor on the products and services, and and then how to execute the business successfully in the local market. So, as far as the candidate um, profile goes, you know, we're looking for folks that are uh, are sales oriented, uh, understanding that the customer experience is of the utmost importance. So that is like the the you know the real deal in in the window and door business. Um, it's a it's a sales and marketing business to a large degree. So somebody that is very comfortable with educating customers on the various products which are available uh, is really key. Windows can have you know a single window can have uh, you know hundreds of of variations. There's so many different options for Windows, and so it very much is a is an educational approach with a uh, with a customer. Uh, so, so that's why we're you know we're really obsessed with uh, with the experience, and and our franchise partners need to share you know that same approach. So, uh, and then and then additionally, uh, we're looking for folks that are uh, are competitive. So we want folks that want to win. Uh, that want to be a part of a team uh, and and folks that are gritty because while we feel like we've done a good job of making this business relatively simple to operate and understand business is not easy. It's tough. And, uh, and, and, and we need folks that are going to, you know, uh, uh, want to, you know, to continue to push forward, even on those tough days. Absolutely. And, you know, so somebody that has grit, uh, you know, is is really would be ideal for this. Um, I know from here living in South Florida, windows replacement is not inexpensive. And especially when uh, you're in an area that is prone to hurricanes and so forth. So for myself, we recently, well, I shouldn't, about a year ago, we had a quote for windows and for our house, hurricane-proof windows, it, the quote was around forty-five thousand dollars. So, which is it, it's a big pill to swallow. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I still haven't replaced them yet, but um, they will be. Uh, so, what do you see as an average ticket uh, in this business? Ben, do you want to take that? Yeah, happy to speak to it. And uh, Stacy, don't worry, we'll have a wallaby there to service your needs uh, before too long, right? I'm glad you held off. So, I, I hope um, so. And you know what? I'll just keep holding off. I'll keep that 45000 in my pocket till you guys are I in the it. area. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one of the things I, I think it's worth mentioning. You know, the one thing I didn't mention with our, I guess, differentiation is, is you know, as you grow a business like this and the national franchise, uh, you know, as we grow our system and our, our, our uh, you know, business as a whole, there's a lot of benefits that come along with that, right? In terms of, you know, whether you're buying power or, you know, Scott and his team having an exposure uh, with our manufacturing partners, at, you know, at the executive level and really getting that, uh, that level of exposure that you might not be able to get uh, as a small business owner, right? So that's really, really ex exciting. And I say that because we are able to offer a wide variety of, of products. Like Scott said, there's so many options in the window space. All the way to the impact class and you know miami-dade hurricane rated right everything that goes along with that 
I think it's important to mention. So when you see uh, from an average ticket perspective, we do highlight that in our franchise disclosure document. Uh, we're just north of 14,000 on an average ticket. So, so really healthy average ticket there for our franchise partners. Um, and that's something that we're excited about with this. You don't need a massive volume to have a considerable business uh, and there's a lot of opportunity there. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's definitely a consideration when individuals are looking at investments. I mean, this is fewer, fewer customers, higher ticket dollar items. And, you know, and that can be very attractive. So uh, what does the model look like when somebody uh, is starting out in their territory? What does the landscape look like from an employee standpoint? Ben? Yeah, and I'll, you, yeah, I'm going to run with that, Scott. I'll, I'll just speak to that. You know, one of the things that we did this business for, and I'm sure Scott can expand upon it, but we really wanted to make a business that had flexible ownership opportunity. You know, I think uh, in franchising, the term semi-absentee gets tossed around a lot. Absolutely. We like to call it the executive model because as anybody knows, especially in the service space, you know, there's no true passive, I would say, opportunity. You need to be involved to a standpoint, but we want to make a business that could truly be ran while still maintaining other ventures or another job. You know, there was opportunity to be able to do that, right, for the right for the right uh, franchise partners. So we say that because there's, there's not a ton of moving parts. We tried to make a, a fairly simple business model. Um, so... Two options here. We we also, you know, we love our owner operators as well. We're not shying away from that, but we really designed this with the executive owner in mind. And what that looks like is, you know, you as an executive owner, your job, we talk about kind of being sales oriented. Obviously, you're going to be mentoring those, those you know, window consultant sales personnel, uh, overseeing our operations managers who also are very customer facing. So you need to be able to mentor them and, and you know, again, be obsessed with that customer experience, that customer service. Uh, obviously, meeting with HQ, financials and everything that goes into running the business on the back end, right? And then I always tell people, you got to be a conduit for your own brand. Even if you're not customer facing day to day, we want you involved in the community. You know, we want you out there, you know, living, breathing and, uh, you know, being the biggest representative for Wallaby that there can be, right? It's your business. So the executive model is one route that we go. Um, two employees. So like I mentioned, window consultant, operations manager, two trucks, uh, two vehicles there, some uh, some window samples, some measuring equipment, and a ladder. I mean, that's it. Not a lot of moving parts. As Scott mentioned, this is a sales and marketing organization more than anything. Uh, with our manufacturing or distribution partnerships, you do not have any inventory on hand. Um, so very, very advantageous for our franchisees in that sense. Um, and then if we go to the owner-operator, obviously you can fill either role, you know, wherever your skill set kind of entails. But, you know, we talk about being sales-oriented, so we see most of the time people leaning more towards that sales role. But Again, the operations manager is going to have some of that crossover as well because they're going to be very customer facing. So um, minimal parts. And then as you scale the business, it's it's adding those on, um, you know, sales and operations. We do subcontracted installation. So no hourly employees. That's something that you hear a lot about in the service space is, you know, scaling the business. It can be difficult because you're you're beholden to hourly employees and you have turnover and it's, it just can be one of those really big challenges. And we've learned that, um, you know, with our business here. Um, so we went with subcontractors and had really good experience so far, and uh, we're really excited. We have an internal team that recruits those subcontractors for our franchise partners. Um, so a lot of advantages there for them in that sense. So, okay, so let's walk through this. Uh, so this is a home-based business model. Given the owner does not carry any uh, stock on hand or inventory, then they don't need any industrial space for storage or anything along those lines, correct? Correct. 
Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, so what does the distribution look like when an owner secures a job and an order is placed? Uh, what relationships are in place that they would leverage? And is there a typical lead time associated with orders or does that just vary? Yeah, I'll, I'll run with that question, Ben. Yep. So we have distribution lined up. Uh, so we've got manufacturers that we've uh, that we've got prearranged for our franchise partners, and then we also have distributors that you know carry various products as well. So what that ultimately means for the franchise partners is lots of options for the customers, and that's really important because, as you know, as I previously mentioned, windows have uh, a lot of, of, of variety to them and people want different styles and colors and patterns and, and all this good stuff. Uh, so all of that is prearranged and, uh, and, and, and that also is what I like to call a tool in the tool bag because some customers are going to be worried about price and some customers are going to be worried about getting the best of the best window or door for their home. And so you want to be able to have a tool in your tool bag to, to be able to, uh, provide a solution for each, you know, each of those different customer types. Uh, and so the, what we've done on the back end in advance of our launch was work really diligently to line up those relationships for our future franchise partners across the country. And we've done a really good job of that. And we we work with some of the biggest and best names in the industry. Uh, one of our prime suppliers is Cornerstone Building Brands are the largest window and door manufacturer in the country. Um, and, uh, and so we're just really, really happy with that partnership. Um, and they're, you know, they're providing great, you know, great products and, and services for us. So, uh, as far as timing that can really vary depending on the product type, um, impact windows, for example, might carry a slightly longer lead time. Um, if you get really custom windows, naturally, those are going to take a little bit longer you know, windows, uh, every window is custom. There's no such thing as a quote unquote standard window there. Every window is made for a specific opening. So lead times, I mean, we've seen windows come in as short as two weeks from the time of order. And we've had windows that have taken 24 weeks to come in from the time of order. I would say the average is probably six to eight weeks um, is a, is a really good rule of thumb to, to use. Um, so, yeah, does that does that answer the questions or do you have any follow ups on that? No, absolutely. That that does. So uh, when the order comes in, I know you mentioned uh, this is a subcontractor install corporate helps with recruitment of subcontractors. What does that what does that look like? What does that help look like uh, from corporate Ben? Yeah, I'll speak to it a little bit. And Scott, if you want to expand, um, you know, our recruitment team is specialized in two different areas. You know, we have a recruitment team that's going to focus on those sales, those operations managers as well. And you know, when we talk about that, uh, you know, that's a that's a wide term, right? Recruitment assistance. You know, I, I think our team does a great job, and and we have a track record of really being proactive and not just throwing ads out on Indeed and you know that kind of thing. But our team will will go as far as really sitting down with the franchise owner, understanding what they're looking for specifically for their needs, right? Making sure that uh, they're, they're collaborating on that and, and then going out and helping to bet on the front end, um, you know, on the subcontractor side, that's, that's definitely important, right? We want to make sure the quality is there. So we have a very structured process 
ensuring you know we're going to go through you know the details from insurance and proof of work things along those lines but also all the way down to you know demand for their services right if uh, we we always kind of throw it around if if they need us more than we need them you know we're going to have trouble you know relying on them to to be a reliable partner but what we've experienced uh, with our location is we've established some really great relationships with some uh, with you know a small bit of we, have, we actually have two main subcontractor crews that we work with and we keep them very busy and it's a great win-win for both parties and that's what we're you know our goal is to establish for our franchise partners so we take that in mind as we start to vet them out um, you know we'll do the front end and then you know our franchise partners will step in and they'll be very trained on interview questions and everything along the line to help them really set themselves up for success and uh, you know to contracts all that thing all that will be kind of tightened for them to make sure that they have all the tools necessary um, to have a you know a great working relationship there, and that level of yeah. support is is phenomenal. Is this are have you? Well, I would assume uh, you've leveraged a lot of the best practices from the Koala Insulation business and have applied it to Wallaby. Is that correct, Scott? A hundred percent. Yes, I. I um just reflecting on you know our first confirmation day um you know this week as compared with uh with you know where koala was when we had our first confirmation day it's just night and day difference um so just a really uh, really proud moment for you know for me and the team to to see how we've evolved and uh the support that we're we're offering obviously we offer great support with koala um and and we're you know, that's taken us, you know, three years to, to get to that point. Right. Uh, whereas with Wallaby, you know, now we're, uh, we've, we've taken the best of the best. Um, and we're going to be starting from there with, uh, with Wallaby on our very first franchise partner. So, uh, really exciting. And, and of course, you know, we're focused on continuous improvement. So after Ben and, and the franchise Fastlane team left yesterday after confirmation day, we were talking about what can we do better? What can be better for for next month? Uh, and you know what were uh, what were things that we need to to discuss more with prospective franchise partners? Uh, so so we're always focused on continuous improvement. That's fantastic. So I'm going to deviate here for a minute because I'm looking at the Wallaby logo and proudly wearing my Wallaby shirt today. Uh, how did you come up with the name Wallaby? What's the story behind that? <laughs> Yeah, so we were keeping on with the with the marsupial theme, um, <laughs> and uh, and and so so ultimately, um, wallaby just really rolls off the tongue, right? So when you're when you're thinking, um, you know, when you hear wallaby windows, um, it it's just smooth flowing. But but what it does is um, it, it makes people remember what we do because it is a unique name, right? It's not. Uh, it's not, you know, ABC window company or, or some, you know, other sort of acronym. Um, and, and so it is unique. And plus, you know, we have a fun brand. We wanted the Wallaby brand. Koala is more playful. We wanted Wallaby to be more elegant uh, because insulation's out of sight, out of mind. Whereas windows, you're looking at your windows every day. Absolutely. When you drive up to your home, when you're, you know, looking out your kitchen window, you know, at the birds or whatever the case may be. Um, so, so you're thinking about windows more than, than you would insulation, just generally speaking. So we wanted to have it a more, more subdued, not as, you know, not as colorful. Uh, and we feel like we really hit the, you know, hit the nail on the head and, and we proved that out right in our, in our flagship location in Melbourne. 
this was the brand that we used to to go out and and uh, in our first location, uh, we went out and did really big things in our first year in business. So we did over two million in revenue in our first twelve months in Melbourne. Wow! Congratulations, that is fantastic. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, Scott. I you know there's a lot of talk around recession and I mean. From your perspective, when somebody is considering an investment like this, how would you respond to uh, a concern about starting a business, a home services business during a recession? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I'm going to reflect back to 2008, 2009, 2010. So I was in banking at that time. I did skip over a very brief chapter of my career, which was um, I worked at a bank startup. Uh, so I was involved in, in, in helping to start a bank. Um, and I invested in that bank at the age of 18. Um, and so anyway, I was, I was uh, part of the group on the back end uh, of, uh, of the business where I saw all the loan applications that were coming in. And I, whenever a loan was was fully processed, uh, approved, and booked, um, I also got to to see all of the data um, that went into our system for tracking those loans. And so, obviously, the the great you know recession of two thousand eight was you know one of the the worst of of recent history. And I recall that you know, Home Depot and Lowe's really started to, you know, grow during that time period because, and, and I saw this at the bank as well. People were, you know, they might've owned their home for 10 years or 15 years. And, uh, you know, they said, well, I don't want to sell my house right now because technically on paper, it's not worth as much, you know, as it was a year ago or two years ago. And I just don't want to, uh, I don't want to exit. Because once I exit, then I lock in at that price. I either lock in my value or I lock in a loss. And so we saw people that were saying, well, I'm going to stay put and I'm just going to renovate. I'm going to upgrade my kitchen. I'm going to put in new windows. I'm going to, uh, you know, to make my house more comfortable because, well, I'll just stay here. And that's especially true. We were just talking about this yesterday at confirmation day. Right. So we've just came out of a time of historically low interest rates, lower than than we've seen. And, you know, I don't know the future, but lower than we'll probably see for a very long time. Um, I think, you know, uh, Ben and, and another person on the team were sharing, you know, like kind of the, uh, you know, a interest rate on a mortgage that they recently got, like it was in the 2 percent, mm -hmm. like low 2 percent range. And we're just thinking, wow, whereas now, and I just was reading the Wall Street Journal this morning, rates are now at 6.4%. Right. ISA have been, I think, in 30 days now. And I'm, look at that, and, and you're really looking at total cost of ownership. A lot of people are saying, I'm not moving, not right now, because I've just locked in this interest rate, and, uh, and I'm never going to get that rate again. And I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that, and it's even affected me personally, you know, in in, in other items. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think generally speaking, the way to look at home services is that, um, you know, there's lots of there's always going to be 
certain headwinds and there's always going to be certain tailwinds. Um, and, and so you really just have to, to look at it from that perspective uh, as it relates to, you know, to home services generally, if you look at, at Home Depot's sales or Lowe's sales, and obviously they're selling goods, whereas we're selling services. Uh, but if you look at their sales, just just generally, historically, it's been pretty well, just a, a nice steady incline for as long as you can, you know, long as you can see. And I think that that's a pretty good indicator of home services, generally speaking. Um, so, you know, again, and, and then the last thing I want to end with, uh, I, I feel like I could talk on this topic all day because <laughs> as a business owner, right, I, I think about all of these trends um, and how it's going to affect us and our and our franchise partners. Um, but what I would say is, uh, you know, recessionary environments um, are are just part of the economic cycle, right? So it's not always going to be a bull market. And it's not always going to be a bear market. So what you have to really analyze is, okay, well, do I have a contingency plan? If we saw a, you know, a, a, uh, a period and whatever that period is, three months, six months, 12 months, can I sustain? Am I set up for success? Because windows and doors, insulation, many home services, they're not fads. They've been around for, for years and years and years. Um, and they're going to be around, they're not going anywhere. So given enough time, you know, things will smooth back out. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we live in, we live in America and I am very pro American and we are always going to come out on top. And so you just got to give it enough time. So. No, what an excellent response. And, you know, it. You're right. I mean, I'm one of those people, thankfully, that locked in. And when we moved to South Florida in July of 2020, our interest rate is two and a half percent. And I have a sister trying to move from Iowa to Florida. And she's like, I have to pay cash. I'm not I am not locking in those interest rates. And but uh, so people are and will continue to invest in their homes. And you know, I'm a perfect example of that. We, we had to gut our house and, you know, we're, we're still have some, some items left to do, as I mentioned, but um, no, thank you for that, Scott. That was very insightful. And I, you know, and with a brand like Wallaby, I am a huge fan of emerging brands. So, uh, you know, a brand like Wallaby, for me, our individuals looking at it, you are not new to franchising. I mean, you have to look at the whole story, the koala insulation story, the success there. I mean, there is wide open space today, and that is the beauty of emerging brands where individuals looking at a concept such as this have the opportunity to find those prime spots, those, you know, like the Dallas or, um, you know, the Carolinas, Atlanta. I mean, those are all places where, you know, we see a lot of interest from business owners. So, uh, Ben, you had mentioned, where are some of uh, your first locations going to be? Because I know that it, that we're right on the cusp of that. So where do you see Koala, or I'm sorry, Wallaby going in first? 
Yeah, great question. So, I mean, we've had a great momentum out of the gates. I will say wide open space, but not for long um, from what we're seeing. And, uh, you know, and part of that is what you mentioned, you know, the, the track record behind this. This is an emerging brand, but by all means, the team behind this is this is not their first rodeo, so to speak. Right. So, um, but, you know, we've had we just wrapped up a confirmation day. We have our next one coming up here in March and already have eight prospective franchisees signed up for that with more to come. Uh, we were talking about that yesterday, kind of joking how many people can fit. Uh, we got a good capacity there, so it should be fun. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of it, it's, it's been widespread. Um, we had prospective franchise partners from Nebraska, uh, from from North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, um, the next one off top of mind, Pennsylvania, uh, Texas, I mean, all over the country. Um, I'm talking to people in Arizona, you know, coast to coast. It's been, like Scott said, windows, uh, you know, it's not regional, it's not seasonal. It's, uh, you know, it's a want and a need in any market. You know, I always jokingly say, if it's got four walls and a roof, it's going to need windows and doors, you know, in today's world. So, um, yeah, we've really see, seen the excitement. Um, you know, we were just saying we have our, our first uh, potential signing call here already on, on the books. It seems like everything's moving along good. And uh, South Carolina will be the first uh, first to sign for a Wallaby Windows location. So we're excited about that. Uh, and more to come. Like I said, uh, the momentum is just getting started. Um, this was our first one. One and the team knocked it out of the park. Like again, they, they have the experience and they've learned from Koala and uh, we're just seeing that pay dividends. And and like Scott has said, the, the little bit of success that we had in the first 12 months at the flagship location, I mean, just scratching the surface. You know, there's a lot of meat left on the bone there and uh, we're excited to see what uh, some of our new franchise partners can be able to do with this business model. Well, congratulations. So on that note, um, from an investment standpoint, uh, it's a phenomenal uh, range. So for a single territory, we are looking at 136000 to 205000 at the high end and uh, with a very low royalty of 5%, which we don't see that very often in the franchise industry. So <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, well, on a last note, I just want to thank you both for joining me today. You guys have been fantastic. And I am so excited to see this brand grow and hopefully bring you some great candidates to, to talk to. So uh, thank you very much. If anybody has any questions regarding Wallaby Windows or would like to learn more information, please reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day.